0: Hey everybody, Uh, just give me one second while I start this up. If you join, I will be, I'm going to be cross-connecting everything real quick. Um, One second. Uh, Today I'll be talking about the Raiders, obviously, so you guys can see in the presentation here. Um, Be talking about each of their draft picks. I'll be grading each of them and we'll go from there. Just give me one sec. See if anyone pops on, I know it's super late. So uh, if anyone comes on, just let me know and I can talk for a second before I start. See a few people are joining in right now. So get it going from there. everyone's night is going well Adeline uh, actually before I start Adeline is going to be live tomorrow for the first time which is a really big deal um, we talking about the NFL draft I want to do my own video obviously I'm just the intern so I won't be able to speak too much on it um, so I'll have a limited role tomorrow as the camera guy and social media director obviously So we'll go from there. Uh, This is my holistic view. I obviously, I scouted up to the fourth round, basically. Uh, I didn't know if the Raiders would be going to the fifth. I had no idea. Uh, So we'll see about that. There's a few people. Hello, everybody viewing. Appreciate it. Guys can comment. I should be able to see it, I think. I'm using this uh, thing called StreamYard. Got to thank Jose for that. He showed me how to use it. but if everything's good, I, I shared everything on social so you guys can check that out uh, on those pages. And then I'm sharing it on my own personal page, which is uh, delivering sports and everything. So I don't know if you guys want to look at my clothes or not. Anyways, we'll get started here. If you guys have any comments, I'll have this. I have my on alert. So if I have comments, uh, I'll hear it in my ear. Other than that, I'll be transitioning over to the PowerPoint and we can get started, guys. It's like I'm in school and I'm in school mode too much. <laughs> Talking about PowerPoint presentations, but here we go. Uh, First up, obviously, I got the Raiders stadium here. And the reason I put this here is because they told us we were getting the 2022 NFL draft. I don't... (laughs) Commissioner uh, Roger Goodell didn't say it too perfectly, but uh, yeah, he did announce that. So we, we will have to wait another year. It was unfortunate for me, obviously. I'm young in my career, so... I thought I would have my first, you know, big opportunity at the NFL draft here in Vegas this year, which would have been a three-day event for me. It would have been really big. It's, it would have been the biggest national event that I had went to, uh, even bigger than NASCAR, obviously, when I went with Brian. Disappointing, but it was cool to hear that a couple more years, I'll have that opportunity again. And hopefully, you know, maybe I'll have my own show by that time. We'll get into it now. No, I just have some highlights here. If you're if you're listening on the video, or if you're watching the video, excuse me, you'll see. Um, Could you try again? My phone. Uh, you'll see the video, but if you're listening on the podcast, it's not going to be too much about the video. Just like I did for my mock draft, it's just I something. That. You haven't installed the latest podcast app. <laughs> <laughs> just going wild. Anyways, yeah. So with the 12th pick, I took Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. 2019 stats. This, these are all purpose because he had a few runs, which accounted for two of his touchdowns, I believe. So, all in all, 821. I think that was almost the exact same as C.D. Lamb. In any case, I was fairly disappointed by this pick. I have to say, I'll admit, I gave it a B minus. I would have given it a much lower grade, but. After doing some additional scouting, because he wasn't really on my radar before this mock draft, not necessarily, it's okay. It's, it's nothing to truly cry about just yet. I'm willing to wait and see if their scouting made him deservant of being the 12th overall pick and the first receiver off the board. He's fast, we know that. He ran a four two seven in the forty, the fastest player in the entire draft. So very raider-esque, I should say. He he isn't a one-trick pony. That's that's also like a fair point to say. It's not like he only just runs fast. He isn't another Jacoby Ford, in my opinion. He isn't another Ted Ginn Jr., hopefully not. You know, and a lot of his stats his stats are twofold. He played with Jerry Judy, who I wish I would have picked. He also played with another kid, and I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he's gonna be a first-round pick next year as a receiver. So <laughs> and even that's twofold. One on one point you could say, okay, his stats were a little bad because of the talent around him, but then you could say how good is he if he what if the top corners weren't playing against him, you know, when he when they played against LSU, he kind of got pushed off the line a little bit, you could tell. Now, I don't think Christian Fulton was necessarily guarding because I don't think he can. Uh, he was one of the guys who I talked about maybe going in the first from LSU, one of the corners. So he's going to struggle against physical corners in the league. There's just no doubt about that. And, you know, will he be playing against physical corners a lot of the time? Again, where these guys are going to fit and we're going to talk about other receivers later in the draft, I'm just not sure at all. I didn't expect us to take three receivers in the draft. Uh, I think that's pretty easy to say. But here we are. Uh, At first I thought, okay, I don't really – he's just going to play opposite of Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller. That makes sense. But uh, as you guys see later on, it it gets a little more confusing. It's okay. Uh, No need to panic over this pick, not just yet. I'll wait a couple years and see what happens. If he's the best student in the draft, then kudos to him. I just didn't think he was. Uh, moving on here, certainly the, the more surpri- the more surprising of the two picks. Uh, Henry Ruggs was a shock for sure, but some people could say, okay, maybe uh, for this one. I really don't know. Uh, we took with the nineteenth pick. We took Demon Arnett twenty nineteen stats. One forced fumble, one interception, eight pass defenses. He's 24 years old. First of all, he's a super senior last year. He played five years at Ohio State. So he may be, theoretically, outside of Jeffrey Okuda, the most NFL ready player, if that makes sense. You know, obviously, he played opposite of Jeffrey Okuda. So he got a lot of action in his time at Ohio State. And I think that's maybe what attracted the Raiders the most. Another great thing about him, he has a very good uh, tackling form. He isn't necessarily the hardest hitting guy, although he has hit a few in college, as most do. Uh, just solid, solid tackling, which I th- is uh, definitely something that you saw later in the draft with another corner. But we'll get to that at when time comes. He he loses his head on the swivel a lot. I mean, guys are going to get past him. He, his ceiling is basically hit. He's 24 years old, like I said. So as good as he is, is as good as he's going to be. H- how you ingest that, I, I, I don't know. I guess I leave that up to you. To me, it's a very average pick. You know, maybe necessarily if, if he's the guy that you want. He was never a first-round pick, in my opinion, for all these other scouting teams. I think that's pretty obvious. Some of them didn't have on their draft boards. And... A big of that part of a big part of that is his maturity. Uh, You know, he thought about quitting football for a little bit, from what I understand. And his his teammates at the end of 2019 had a lot of good things to say about him. You know, he had a kid too, uh, which is definitely a very big thing. But uh, what a baby would would certainly make you rethink your choices in life. So uh, picking up the second or third corner from Ohio State after mis- mistakenly taking Gary and Conley is a risk that the Raiders just took on. Uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. This is the one I'm least excited about. of I think all of our draft picks in total, other than maybe one other person that will be coming up, I think, next. I hope I'm wrong uh, about this pick. I I think someone we took later in the draft is better than him, actually. So uh, I'll talk about that in just a moment. Now, this is when I started getting really sad watching the draft live. So at pick 80, a few guys still there, like really good third-round picks, and uh, didn't know where we were going to go. I thought, you know, maybe one of these is going to be receiver. And the other one, uh, perhaps a linebacker, something like that. Didn't really, wasn't really in love with any defensive backs at this point. Uh, Particularly, I thought we could have gotten Bryce Hall in in round four, which we could have. I certainly didn't think Amik Robertson was going to be there. In any case, we go for one of the more unique players in the draft, which is quarterback, running back, receiver, Lynn Bowden Jr. from Kentucky. Uh, 2019 stats, uh, had you know, 1,468 yards rushing, 348 yards receiving, and 14 total touchdowns. And he also had three passing touchdowns because he played, like I just said, he played a little bit of quarterback. I think halfway through the season they made him there. So extremely shifty guy. to play him anywhere, quite obviously. I mean, just look at his stats. His, his pro comp is, is Randall Cobb. It's that I say, sure, maybe. I I mean, I get the idea that Randall Cobb was also kind of an everywhere, can do it all, punt returns, kick returns, quarterback, receiver thing, but Randall Cobb was a much more polished route runner. I mean, he's going to get – they're going to have to design plays for him. He's not going to be able to just line up and, and be a receiver, which is one thing I really didn't like about this pick. Now, if there's anyone who can create creative plays for a guy like this who's good in open space, I have faith in John Gruden. You'll see after I'm done talking about each of these picks, uh, I'll have a like what if draft where I'll take the place and you know redraft it in their position. Uh, this pick's fine. It's a C minus for me. You know, you do have this was an our. If this was our only third round pick and we didn't have two other ones, I would be like super upset about it cuz it would be terrible but the fact that there's two other picks in this in this round then i think it gave us a little leeway or gave Mayock a little leeway and i think he took it that, that leeway certainly so it's just gonna, he's just going to be a package guy and you know i mean that's honestly makes sense for a third round pick i just thought there was at least one other defensive guy we should have taken now as for the next pick a huge huge fan This is, like, you're talking about someone who plays opposite of Henry Ruggs. This is a guy, uh, Brian Edwards. 2019 stats aren't too crazy. Uh, 838 yards, six touchdowns, 11.5 yards per reception. I did play for South Carolina, so then you definitely have to uh, keep that in mind. So not playing with the best quarterback, of course. They use this guy like nuts, man, over there. They gave him the ball for him to just go with it. Extremely physical. Someone who can play on the outside. Get the the one on one balls. Uh, he the idea. I don't know if he is the idea is for him to replace Tyrell Williams, and I think he's certainly going to get a lot of reps this year. It's someone who you just want to have the ball in their hands to create space. I mean, you guys can if you're looking at the highlights here, you can see that how like much they used him on end arounds and deep routes and just like slot position. So it looks like 89 is coming back to Las Vegas, or the Raiders, I should say, since this is the first season. And it should be an exciting return. Uh, Pretty happy, much happier about this pick than I was Lynn Bowden. But I do understand what they're thinking about doing. For my my first pick in the draft, who I wanted the Raiders to pick, actually, did a lot of scouting on this kid from Clemson. And obviously, I knew the Raiders would be interested. The half of our team is turning out to be from Clemson. I picked 100 um, in the third round. I linebacker. gave him an A for um, 2019 stats. He had three passes, defended four interceptions, one and a half sacks. Just someone who was... He's not similar to Isaiah Simmons. I mean, that sounds a little too much, obviously. But someone who played it a similar role, that linebacker slash safety, which is just a really rare breed. And uh, he certainly does not have the ball ability to play deep safety. Uh, people say he was slow. That was another knock on him. Although he ran a 4-4-7, I believe, in the in the 40s. So definitely proved a lot of people wrong. You can tell he put a lot of work in for the draft. I was so happy that he fell later in the third. I thought the Raiders should have thought about taking him with the 80 or 80 first. Uh, they got lucky, to be honest. Now, would I envision him? Do I envision him playing safety for the Raiders? No, I do not. Or at least very few snaps do I see him playing that. He's going to play that outside linebacker position, which I think could end up being perfect for the Raiders. He's going to play opposite of... Uh, Littleton and Kiwatowski. I hope I said his name wrong. Two actual starting caliber linebackers that the Raiders haven't had since I was born. And you know, this guy has a plays with a lot of swag. He plays very aggressively. You know, his tackling's got to get a little better. He, and like I said, he has his troubles in coverage, but you know, he was guarding receivers and stuff. So if he's playing the linebacker position, he's primarily going to be guarding tight ends, which I think again is perfect for him to play linebacker position. And, you know, I scouted him as a safety, so I didn't have him that high. But as I learned more and more that he uh, can be that hybrid position, this pick just seems so much better. I Because I, I hate Nicholas Morrow. I think he stinks. Uh, and I'm so glad we got rid of uh, Tahir Whitehead. He also is a terrible football player. So this this if, if, if he's as good as I think he could be, I think this is going to be a great pick. Uh, one of my, certainly my favorite of the draft, I think, other than one other Amongst my favorite, I should say. Uh, I don't have much to say about this round four pick 109. Uh, guard uh, John Simpson, also from Clemson. <laughs> uh, I gave him an A. They traded up for him. I'm happy whenever GMs get their guys. And again, I didn't know much about him. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I I scouted you know offensive linemen going in the fourth round. I, I was looking more at skill position at this point. And uh, big name defensive guys. He he seems mobile. Uh, he he can fit into this nice power scheme. As you guys can see, the way he pulls and stuff, he seems like he handles it very well. And uh, interestingly enough, in the tr- and you know he, this guy is what gonna replace Gabe Jackson. I mean, I think that was the idea. Certainly, if you trade up for someone like him. Now, when asked about it on the phone, Mayock said Gabe Jackson's are starting right guard. Uh, also saying that John Simpson can play either of the three inside position, left guard, center, or right guard. Honestly, it was very surprising, even though Adam Sheffern reported, I think, this morning, that the Raiders are not asking for a very high price on Gabe Jackson. I don't really know what that means. I th- Personally, I think they're trying to trade him so they have space to sign Logan Ryan, uh, the cornerback from Tennessee who has not signed yet surprisingly so we'll have to see about that um sure maybe he can be the starting guard I mean they seem to like him a lot again I don't know I don't know much about him but the fact that you know Mayock and Gruden were on the same page here and were able to get this done someone who had they wanted all along I'm personally you know perfectly fine with that and I'll I'll commend them even just for the idea Wow. Uh, Yeah, so the last pick here, fourth round, 139th pick. They selected cornerback Amik Robertson. 2019 stats, one forced fumble, five interceptions, and eight tackles for a loss. This is an A for me. The fact that I I was going to go for Bryce Hall, or that's why I wanted them to take going into the fourth round, just because I didn't think there was any way that Amik Robertson was going to be there at that spot at 139. The guy is tenacious. He is a fantastic hard-hitting tackler off the edge. Now, the problem with him is that he's 5'8". I'm taller than Amik Robinson, or at least as tall. And that could be a big problem uh, in the league. But he he makes up for technique in, in what he lacks in other places. There really isn't much to say about how his deficiencies in coverage. It's literally just how small he is. Uh, I'm really excited about him. I think he's going to be bet- better than our first-round pick. All in all, I think he'll like start over him. I think he'll start opposite of Trayvon Mullen come week one. Uh, just going to stare. I think Amik Robinson is one of the best coverage guys in the draft, and certainly who I saw someone who could be taken in the second or third round. This was our best pick of the draft by far. I think that goes without say. Someone who plays with swag, with heart, and could be, you know, basically our next Max Crosby uh, coming from the fourth round as well. Now, if I had the chance to retake the draft, who would I have taken? Uh, This is based on who was available at the time, and I know things shake up once that happens, but uh, at, at any given time, if I had in charge of just that one pick, who would I have taken? Uh, round one pick 12 definitely would have taken jerry judy if i think he's the best all around i can maybe understand understand taking henry ruggs over cd lamb something seemed off about cd lamb and i don't think we'll ever know at the end of the day uh, he fell much harder definitely the best yard after the catch guy in the draft looked like he was poised to be a top 10 pick and maybe he just didn't interview well that's my only guess i'm not exactly sure uh but again, I would have taken Jerry Judy, who played opposite of Henry Ruggs. Certainly got more attention and performed up to his name. He has the most, the biggest route tree, the most refined route tree. And I don't know. Uh, again, that like I mentioned earlier, I'm hope I'm wrong about that. But he ended up going to the Broncos, so I think he's gonna kill us twice a year for the next ten years and just make me sad. Now. I pick 19 in the first round, I would have gone after Xavier McKinney. I know he dropped the second round to the Giants. I think that was a mistake by a lot of NFL GMs. Definitely the best uh, tier one, tier S, whatever you want to call it, safety of this draft. Shouldn't have fallen to the second round. You know, He's a little small and everything, but a guy who has a nose for the football, is excellent in the zone, and I know we need, need You know, we have a need at cornerback, but we have a need in the secondary period. Uh, You know, I don't want to depend all on Jonathan Abrams in this this year and only in a second year. Jonathan Abrams isn't necessarily even the best coverage guy, which I think Xavier McKinney could have helped him play deep safety, and and Jonathan Abrams could have been, you know, more of a guy who can go inside. And, you know, I I didn't want to reach in the first round either. I, I certainly do not feel like Xavier McKinney here is a reach at all. You know, in the third round, uh, again, I had mentioned this before, so I would have liked for them to take defensive guy here to kind of fill in that role of that third linebacker that we need. And I, Malik Harrison from Ohio State, I think, could have been that. Has a lot of troubles uh, technique-wise, but certainly one of the best coverage linebackers in the draft. Someone who I think could have developed and been great and to help really help out our secondary when we're playing zone because in, in my version of this draft, we don't have a lot of corners here. And then uh, right after, I would have taken Brian Edwards still, because I think, again, he's a great receiver. that shouldn't have fallen to the third round anyways. Pick 100, I would have kept it the same, uh, Tanner Muse. And I know, like, do we really need two linebackers in the third round? Yes, I think we do, quite desperately. Uh, I think our linebacking core just in general is bad. And certainly that's one of the most... Um, heavy positions to play at being that you need to stop the run constantly drop back in coverage. They, they have one of the most important jobs on the defense. So having multiple of those guys who I like, I think would have been really good. And again, I didn't think we really needed two three wide right receivers in one draft. I would have kept it the same. I mean, they traded up for one Oh nine. So it's hard for me to say that they should have taken someone else to their guy. Then I would have kept a Robertson in the same as well. And, you know, keep in mind that Logan Ryan is still out there. So, Amik Robinson and Logan Ryan, Trayvon Mullen, Isaiah Johnson, and I guess Daryl Worley. If they were really desperate for another corner, could have also they could have been resigned because as of right now, he isn't on another team. Um, curious. I'll probably take a screenshot of this guy and see what you guys think about my redraft, and uh, we'll go from there. Final thoughts. I was much happier with the draft last year. Uh, But at the same time, you know, Mayock and Gruden clearly have their own draft boards and they don't care what we think. (laughs) And they're going to stick to that. Uh, They're not going off the best available. They're going off of their list of players who they want. And I don't think there was a single player in this draft that they didn't want that they didn't get, if that makes sense. I think they were happy to reach at every single one of their picks outside of like Tanner, Muse, and Amik Robinson. Other than that, that all of their picks were technically a reach or maybe Brian Edwards too. I'll give him that. Um, Overall, I'll give him probably a B for the draft and hope, you know, it just seems like a trend last year. Their later on picks were better than their first round picks besides Josh Jacobs, maybe. Do I think everyone on in this draft is going to be on the roster next year? No, I also don't think that as well. Certainly one of the receivers, uh Lynn Bowden in particular I think will be dropped by the next season uh didn't have any fifth to seventh round picks I think was a good thing because we had the most signed players anyways we only had room for three uh unsigned uh free agents or undrafted free agents excuse me and we used one of them on a UNLV player for PR purposes of course which I guess I can't fault them on sure why not moving to Vegas taking UNLV player who was never going get taken in anyways and, you know, we have a full roster now. We're going to have to drop someone. I'm sure we're still looking to trade Gabe Jackson, even though Mayock may not say that, uh, to sign Logan Ryan to really shore up that cornerbacking core, which I think would be, if he if we got him, I think would be fantastic for him to be the corner one. Then you have the backup Trayvon Mullen and Amik Robinson, and I guess DeMond technically now. I think that's decent enough to help us, and I think we got, you know, better enough at the linebacker position, certainly through the draft. Where you're not going to be the worst defense in the league, I expect them to be ranked 20th, which for Raiders' sake is is pretty good. Uh, offensively, I expect them to be ranked, you know, maybe 15th. I think we have a pretty good scheme. You know, sometimes we get too silly with plays, but I I think that tends to happen with most teams. At this point, you know, Derek Carr's going to be pretty happy, even though we signed Marcus Mariota to one of the biggest backup contracts in the past decade you know, he'll have his chance. He's going to be the starter day one. Unless something like just horrific happens in the preseason and he throws like 16 picks, which I don't expect to because he'll check the ball down. Uh, I don't expect anything in the preseason either. If that, if that's even going to happen, which I don't know this year because of this virus, but uh, let me know what you guys think. Um, And don't remember and remember to watch the show. I'll have it up on every podcasting platform available. If you can't listen live, And the show will also be streaming live. So (laughs) there's like a million different ways to get in contact us and let us know what you guys think about the draft. Um, Because I know it's kind of hard to call in. The show is very busy. We only have an hour. So we don't always have time to take calls. But, you know, the comment section is a great way to do this. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time.